shocking results. Yes. Oh, Lisa's sign for shocking results. What? How shocking. What? We're reading that sign that we just passed. Oh, there's a sign that said shocking results? Yeah. What were the results? I don't know. I guess it means that you was shocked with how much things that you sell, you sell. If you, you buy this sign from us. Oh, it was a billboard advertisement for billboard advertising. Yeah. Or what if it was a billboard advertisement for billboard advertisement for billboard advertisement? I don't even know what that would look like. We're passing Welfare Texas. Hey, <laughs> Texas. I'm shocked by how much Texas looks like Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption. It's because I think that was in. I think Texas was Red Dead Redemption yeah. or Arizona. One of those. Or, I don't know. It, I mean, it look. It has to just be Texas because it looks exactly like Texas. It's weird, and I keep expecting to see zombies. Tess and Rusty on the road, podcasting between every show, answering questions just for you. Occasionally, some banter too. Just kidding. It's like every time. Now the time has come at last for another episode. Of Torcast with people, you know. Hey, I'm Tessa Violet. Hey, I'm Russell Klein. Together, yeah, we, we are, are people, people, you know? know. People, you know. We should stop doing that. What? Because it's confusing. Oh, you mean the comma? Yeah. <laughs> people, you know. Okay. Yeah, you're right. We should stop doing that. Oh man. Rusty um, has been playing one of my all-time favorite games today for his very first time. It's called Civilization. Hey, we're 30 minutes from San Antonio. Yeah, we are. Um, yeah, Civilization. It's great. What are you uh, doing? I, I'm... My, my... My city just revolted. Oh, no. And anarchy swept through the country. Oh, but that's because you're picking a new uh, government type, right? Uh, I don't know. That's... I think I might have not... I, I, I think I'm still in death position. Uh... Or whatever the government type is called. Yeah. Usually that happens when you're about to pick a new government. So oh. you may have opted to pick something new. And yeah. Happens. Will you stick it in the shade? I'm worried about it sitting in the sun. Oh, this? Yeah. She's talking about the iPad. Woohoo! Hey, speaking of iPads, so I feel like no one wants to talk about this because I feel like everyone who got one is almost, like, embarrassed by it. I sort of am. <laughs> But VidCon gave... Embarrassed by it. That's true. Yeah. VidCon gave the special speakers this year iPad minis. And I didn't see a single tweet about it. I saw people yeah. tweeting about hats and about <laughs> stuff. And I think it's because everyone's like, I haven't earned this. Why have I been given this? This yeah. is too much. Certainly. What every, am I doing? <laughs> everyone I talked to about it, they said those exact words. <laughs> I haven't earned this. <laughs> I, was, I was telling... Uh, Mike or somebody that the iPad costs more than I make in AdSense revenue from YouTube in yeah. like three months. Yeah. Um, Shauna, before I got to VidCon, Shauna got there before us, and Rusty had said that Shauna tweeted about the hat, and Shauna said, hey, do you want me to tell you what they gave us for VidCon this year? And I said, or do you want to be surprised? And I said, you can go ahead and tell me. Rusty already told me about the hat. That's pretty cool. And she said, iPad minis. And Rusty said, no, she's lying. Liar. And I was like, uh, I don't think so. This is not one of the things Shauna and I would joke about. Yeah. It was weird. It was so weird to, like, 
Uh, I, I was, it was funny. I was kind of ticked off because I got, <laughs> I picked up the, the iPad because it was in a bag and I, I took it back to the room and opened up the bag to see what all was in it. Uh-huh. And of course the first thing I saw was, oh, an iPad in the box. And so I just immediately ripped it open and ha 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 played on my iPad. Uh-huh. And I watched her walking around VidCon later and someone was talking about playing with her drone they got. And I was thinking, what? I want a drone. I didn't get a drone. <laughs> and I felt so selfish. And then I got back to my room and realized, oh yeah, there was also a drone in the back. I just never looked at anything else in the back. Oh man. What is, what have we become? That's my question of the day. Um, the level of entitlement I now feel. Yeah, exactly. If a company just really wants to, you know, if a company's got some extra cash to spend mm-hmm. and it really wants to get some YouTuber's attention, yeah. just all you have to do is go go to one of these conventions, buy every important person, like a little electronic skateboard thing uh-huh. or like an iPad or something, Yeah. and you have my attention. It yes. is who who did you this definitely for me? Do. Yeah. Although, as we've learned with the case of the iPads, if the gift is too embarrassing, uh, too no extravagant, people will be too ashamed by it to speak of it. <laughs> I know. Nobody. Ashamed of themselves, really. Um, That's there. So also at VidCon, there were these. They're like segways, but without the thing you put your hands on. So you're just standing and like. Gliding around essentially. Yeah, and you're also like half a foot taller. Yeah. Or like, yeah, quarter of a foot taller. They are so strange looking. I saw, like, I saw a good big group of people with them, not all together, but throughout the convention. And I met someone, I feel like he spoke to me first. I was very intimidated by the people with the scooty things because you kind of get the impression of, you are very important. Yeah. Or perhaps just. I think they're just Vine people. I think it was just Vine people. Well, I so I spoke to someone, or he spoke to me, and I was like, "Hey, can I try your thing?" Because <laughs> he was on one of them. That was and Alex he was like, James. Yeah. He's like a huge viner. He was so nice. Yeah, he was And he great. was like, "Yeah, sure." And I was like, "Gee, thanks, stranger." Yeah, and he was, awesome. let me step on it, and I tried it for like, you know, maybe forty seconds, and it could not get the hang of it. Because uh, it was 40 seconds and he was like try again and I'm like I think it would take me a very long time to get this So I won't take up any more of your time, but thanks. And I was like, where'd you get it? And he's like they gave it us gave it to a bunch of us viners. And I was like dang I gotta get on vine <laughs> And he's like youtubers too. And I was like dang I gotta get popular on YouTube. Yeah, I was thinking like I'm gonna start tonight and start uploading vines again and I <laughs> sure enough did <laughs> My, I think I said this last podcast, but my cousin is who is happens to be also very, very, very funny. What's his Twitter? Shout it out or Snapchat. Uh, he doesn't have a Twitter, I don't think, but his Snapchat is <laughs> TA23. He's pretty funny. Uh, I, I already shouted out on the last one, and his uh, Vine account is, <laughs> which is what I'm about to explain, is uh, Stephen Tyler Adams, and it's so funny. Because he was like not about the whole like YouTube scene because he had never under he just never understood it and it was one of those things like who are all these people and like what they do to earn all this and it's just one of those things that's unsettling when you first get introduced to it. Mm-hmm. And I was unsettled when I first was introduced to it and and after like that weekend at VidCon he went home and started posting like five vines a day <laughs> with the hopes that. Which is like, he could totally be, like if he would have started doing vines like three years ago, I guarantee you he would be like huge. 
Yeah. I mean, if he would have just kept doing it. Yeah. But yeah, he, he went home and, and now he's making vines constantly. <laughs> and it's so funny. But, um, Tyler yeah. is great. I like him. Yeah, Tyler is great. I also liked Alex. Was that his name? He was remarkably polite. Who? Alex. Was that his name on the Scooty thing? Yeah, Alex James. Yeah. Yeah. I I am not on Vine, so I had not seen Spill his it, things. Alex. Alex James. But um, I don't know. You know, when you, in our human nature, we kind of expect people who you know hold a lot of power to be kind of entitled or mean or whatever. He was not at all. He was incredibly kind and polite. His uh, his persona on Vine too is like really sassy and like, oh come on girl, you know, like really exuberant and sassy. Mm-hmm. And in real life, he's just really calm and well spoken, and it's so funny to like to meet him and be like, whoa. He even let me Vine him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, he's pretty funny. Uh, so where are we headed today? Rusty Clinton. Uh, go at me on Vine. It's R-U-S-T-Y-C-L-A-N-T-O-N. Rusty yeah. Clinton. Yeah. Um, what? Where are we headed today? We are headed to St. Antonio. Just kidding. It's just San Antonio. Yeah. Yeah. You were to say, I think it's just San? Uh, yeah. I was going to say, I think surely it's knew Antonio. that I knew what, how, what this city was called. I thought so. Yeah. I, I would have... Tessa doesn't always decipher my jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Correctly. She doesn't catch on when I'm, like, being really sarcastic. Yeah. It's, yeah, San Antonio, Texas. Tejas. Texas big, Texas proud. That was on a billboard sign. Yeah. So we're hopefully going to get to drive by the Alamo. Hopefully eat some Mexican food. Some Tex-Mex. Some Tex-Mex? Tex-Mex. Yeah, I think there's in those. We English people call it. Tex-Mex, but they call it Te-Meh. Yeah? Hmm. That's interesting. No, I don't think that's what they call yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how did you sleep last night? Where did we sleep last night? Oh, yeah, great. Lubbock. Yeah, that's right. Great. Actually, technically, we were in plain view. Yeah, uh, we, we had a bunch of people apologize for having to be in Lubbock, but it seemed pretty cool. I wish I could have gone to the... Apparently, it's where Buddy Holly was born yeah. and raised. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is such a huge inspiration mm-hmm. to my uh, music. Yeah. Massive inspiration to my music. Yeah. And I did not know he was born there. I always thought he was from Tennessee. That's so funny. I had a really great time with the show last night. Yeah, it was a great show. It was only nine or ten people last night, not including the host. Our host was Kendall. Thanks, Kendall. And Becky by association. Thanks, Becky. And Kat. Um, <laughs> and mm-hmm. Cat. Oh, yeah. Uh, musical theater. Yeah. Yes. Um, I saw, I heard someone else call her cat, and I thought, ooh, I'm going to do that too. And, uh, there, you know, there's different dynamics in shows. Last night was a nine person, nine, ten, eleven person show. And the fun part about a show that small is that it's enough people to feel like a crowd. It's an audience. People laugh at your jokes. They'll sing along. <laughs> Petty laugh at your jokes. <laughs> But it's also small enough that you can kind of, like, talk in a circle and, like, all talk to each other after the show. Whereas if it's a group of 25, you have to meet everyone individually, which there's something very intimate about the nine that I really like. I feel like you can kind of get a little deeper. Rusty played one of his worship songs, which is one of my favorite songs he's written after the show. Did someone ask for it, or did you... Uh, yeah, I was talking to a, uh, someone who was a youth pastor there, and he asked how I got into 
working for Capital, mm -hmm. and um, I told them I was in a meeting with somebody about like a publish one of the people who work in the publishing department. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and he said, "Oh, you're right. Where's your music?" And I said, "Yeah, sure. Let me play you one." And I played one. Yeah, that was beautiful. I loved hearing Thanks. that last night. Um, and Jean Ann, it was nice meeting her. That yeah. was Kendall's mom. Jean yeah, it was just great. a really lovely experience. Great time. Yeah, it was really, really nice. Very warm home. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Very great. It's weird to be on the last stretch. We have, um, let me think about this. Tonight, San Antonio, then Austin, Dallas, Tulsa, Tulsa, Little Rock, Nashville. We have seven shows left. I'm torn. Including tonight. Including tonight. Uh, and we also have a day off in this time, so it's eight more days. But I'm torn because I'm feeling like. I'm feeling the anticipation of being excited about spending time completely by myself with absolutely no one else. But I'm also feeling like, oh, it's almost over. I feel like it, it barely began, even though it's been a while. It does feel like, wow, I guess the anticipation leading up to this tour was so much work. It was a month of work straight and the excitement and the anticipation around it. Yeah. And now to be almost done is sort of sad. I don't know. I've been thinking about that on this drive. No, not you. Huh? Not you. That's it. How do you feel? Uh, my mind when I work when I'm on trips and things like this, I uh, my mind works like this. I remember what's happened in the past four or five days, and that is the entirety of the experience for me. For some reason, and I have to really make myself think to think about what happened last week and the week yeah. before that. And so I, I don't feel, I feel less a heaviness about, like, being on the road for so long, and more heaviness of, I, it's hard for me to remember what being home feels like. <laughs> and so I, yeah. I miss Nashville a lot, mm. and I can't wait to be by myself for I'm excited days to go back and write um, I'm also excited to play in the next tour. <laughs> yeah. If you tour with me again, that is. Yeah. It'll <laughs> be fun. Um, I've got to make sure it's time I get off work, but yes. Yeah. I think Christmas tour for me, I mean, it's hard to compare Christmas tour versus summer tour because we've only done one of each. So it's two very separate experiences. But I think I enjoy winter tour more because I like it being like, cold outside and then warm and cozy in the car and I like the excitement of Christmas and the holiday season and I'm excited for that experience again. Also it's a shorter tour so uh, I don't know. I'm excited about that. Do people usually tour in the summer or in the fall and winter? Um, usually people don't tour from Christmas through like April. Really? So it's summer through Christmas is tour season, the second ah, half of the year. I didn't know that fall was. I hope that, um, I hope that all, lots of people are waiting for spring or summer to tour. Yeah. So that, because I don't think the band and I are going to be ready to tour until then. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's people who tour all year long. I just know, I mean, I only know a couple of bands, so I can only speak from their experience, but like Family Force 5, they do um, festivals all summer, or like Warp Tour or 
whatever, that's the summer stuff. And then in fall, they'll, they'll do their own headline tour. And then they have a Christmas tour that they do. And late winter, they do Winter Jam, but that's a Christian thing, so I don't know if that's all bands or just them. I don't think Taylor Swift started touring until March or April, maybe? I think it was April. Yeah, it was definitely April. I can remember looking up footage on YouTube. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. We get to see her in September. Are you excited? Yeah, I'm really excited. Yep. Yep, we had someone ask us on this tour, hey, I've got, or kind of, I couldn't tell if they were kidding. It didn't seem like they were kidding. I didn't think they were. Um, their parents taking uh, their um, offspring to go see Taylor Swift because um, one of the parents is works in the music industry and they get backstage passes to things like this. But they don't necessarily want to go all the time, so they kind of would like to just hang out in the city and then let their um, lovely Elizabeth. young daughter, Elizabeth, I don't know if they wanted to say their oh, names. sorry. Well, I asked if I could uh, Instagram that picture of us, and she said it was okay, so cool. I think it's good. Um, yeah, and they were saying, hey, if you guys could go, that would be great, instead. And we were like, ah, I'd love to, but Tessa has uh-huh. made a... Uh, commitment, and I also have a job that it's not on a weekend. If it were a weekend, I I totally would fly to Phoenix to do that. Yeah. I would totally do that. Yeah. Half a second. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. They said it was like August 12th or something, right? Uh... 15th or 18th? I don't remember. It was whenever the Phoenix show is. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm busy then. What would you do if you could... Be backstage and had like five seconds to look into Taylor Swift in the eye and say, "Yo, what up? What would you say?" You know, would I... you try to pick? Would you try to explain who you are and say, "Hey, I ain't no normal Joe." <laughs> no, I definitely would not. <laughs> Honestly, I'd be. Dis- I would for you. <laughs> Thanks. I, I'm inclined That's to good. say that I would be. Well, two things about me. I've talked about this before. One, I'm easily starstruck. <laughs> and I have in my past said I'm not very easily starstruck People are just people But I think that's a trendy thing to say And especially a thing younger people want to believe about themselves But in now the experience of meeting people I am very starstruck <laughs> yeah. And I would I think I'd want to make the least impression I could on her Because I'd love to meet her on a peer-to-peer basis Sometime, you know Peer-to-peer, air quotes Yeah, no one is a peer-to-peer And certainly not me Go ahead Uh, Yeah, no one is a peer And least of all me But in my grandiose dreams I'd like to pretend someday I could So the least, like, stalkery I could seem, I would say would be best Because, like I've watched all of her concerts online, <laughs> you know? I'm pretty high up on the fan basis, so the least impression I can make, probably the better at this point. <laughs> yeah. I, bet, I think we hear a lot of stories about her uh, being... I don't know. It's a, To her, I'm sure it would be different, but like... When someone like that becomes friends with someone that isn't quite as well known, it's like it feels like someone is swooping down from the heavens and and being uh, agreeing to uh, engage in this relationship with someone who hasn't quite earned it. But I'm sure to her it doesn't feel like that. I'm sure it's just like y'all are just pe- peeps, you know? Yeah, totally. But 
that's the thing is like I don't think anyone I don't think anyone ever really gets to the point where they're like oh just Taylor Swift whatever yeah <laughs> totally I guess like I I would be embarrassed that I would accidentally like let slip how much I ha- like know about her which would be a little weird maybe if you know I was like so your dad was like a Christmas tree farmer what's that about um you know that would might be a little strange uh <laughs> I'm weirded out right now. Yeah. Well, she said it in an interview. I think it was her... You know what? I'm not even going to pretend I know which magazine it was. It was W. I know exactly what interview it was. Actually, maybe it was L. I don't know. She's so great. She's so talented. And she seems so nice. Indeed. I'll stop now. You go to therapy. (laughs) Maybe you shouldn't go see her. I know. (laughs) I know. (laughs) This will be my first big arena show. I'm so excited. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. You saw Paramore a while back, right? Yeah. I've been to a few arena-type situations. Yeah. Yeah, I saw Paramore most recently. That's awesome. I'd like to see them. I also watch her shows online, but I'm less familiar with her music. Their music. Oh, yeah, sorry. Paramore's music. Yeah, they're great. Um, so, the Alamo... Yes. Is where Davy Crockett died. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? You know, I know so little about Davy Crockett. I pretty much know nothing about Davy well, Crockett. Well, it all began... Please, tell me. ...in 1799, when old Davy was born. Really? I think it might have been 98. Hmm. Old Davy was born in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Close to there, I think. I know he lived there for a while. And... I'm just kidding. I'm not going to tell the whole story. <laughs> but... Uh, long story short, he served as a congressman. Really? Yeah. That's funny. Uh, during the presidency of Andrew Jackson, mm-hmm. I believe. And he uh, kind of gave that up and was kind of forsook the uh, genteel life. And during the time of. Uh, I don't know, long story short, he dies at the Alamo. Oh. Um, killed by Santa Ana's croonies. Hmm. Supposedly, no one really knows exactly what went down. But there's a great, uh, very dramatic, a few very, very dramatic uh, depictions of it. Films? In film, yeah. There's a more recent one that's really good with, uh, what's his name, Tommy Lee Jones? Is that it? Either Tommy Lee Jones or Billy Bob Thornton. It's Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, is that the country singer? No, Billy Bob Thornton is an actor. He uh, was in Bad News Bears. Yeah, Unless I'm, I'm getting him mixed up. Cyrus. Uh, I don't know who that is. Aki Oh, Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton is not, not Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it's a sad, it, it's it's a sad movie, but it's a really good movie. It, yeah. it actually reminds me of, I haven't seen Les Mis, the movie. Mm-hmm. But, like, it reminds me of what that, what I've seen in scenes of that. Yeah. Kind of has that kind of, that feel to it, that period cool. feel to it. But, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. A little, uh, What's little your film. favorite part of Davy Crockett? About, about him. Uh, that he lived in Tennessee. That he's just the Tennessee hometown hero. Yeah. He's in the, on the wall at the, uh, Was Capitol he born Bowl. in Tennessee? Yeah. Cool. Uh, he was 
there's also a very good Disney, very historically inaccurate Disney movie about it, which is played by, uh, I can't remember his name, uh, gosh, I can't remember his name, but, uh, then there's one played by John Wayne, which is also a really good movie, but, uh, yeah, he's Frontiersman. I was Davy Crockett for Halloween. He is the mascot of Tennessee Balls. Really? Yeah, volunteers. He is not technically the mascot. The volunteer is the mascot, but yeah. it's a man wearing a coonskin cap holding a long rifle. Nice. What so. does that mean, the volunteer? Did it mean like military volunteer? Yeah, like oh. in the 1800s, um, lot, lots of people. It's, it's actually kind of not great. Uh, lots of people. What Davy Crockett uh, was a he volunteered for a lot of like. Uh, I guess you'd call it like expeditionary, like military excursions. Mm -hmm. And um, actually, under Andrew Jackson, when he was just a uh, military commander, mm -hmm. and he. Um, this, is, this podcast is getting really boring real quick. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. I'm interested. Yeah, there were just lots of like frontiersmen volunteers that would. You know, instead of being regular soldiers, like paid uh, regular men, they were still paid, but like, instead of being conscripted or in any way like regularly, regular infantrymen yeah, that are just career infantry, yeah, they they volunteer to go uh, do certain things that need to be done. Interesting. So David Crockett was one of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Killed lots of what he would call engines. That's a very not great term ah. to use these days. So, things that have to be done from the history of the white man. Yeah. Genocide from the history of yeah, exactly. the non-white man. <laughs> oh, to be fair, Davy Crockett was pretty... Uh, he was... I believe, I was told, he was as little racist as one could be in the 1800s. Mm. Hmm. Interesting. You know what I really like about Hardcore History? This podcast we're listening to, all about history. I like that when it comes to conflict, um, Dan, the narrator, yeah. talks about how um, from one side of the battle... Who did you say? Dan, the narrator. Dan he talks about how on one side of the battle, you know, he said, this was a gigantic victory. And then he'll say, but if you were German this was a slaughter <laughs> and it's like oh I love being just like I love being challenged to look at the battle from both sides you know welcome to history yeah it's great it's fantastic I wish that I was taught more of that in high school but you know you're pretty much taught nothing about history in high school so yeah pretty much oh man so civilization yeah. It's really complicated. It's fun, though. What do you like about it? I don't know. It's... I like that the idea of... I like that it doesn't take a million, ta like, hours t per turn. I like that you could say, end your turn, and then it's your turn again. Mm-hmm. But, um... I, I, one thing I hate is that it's very glitchy on the iPad. Yeah. And it's very, like, jumpy. Mm -hmm. And so you end up using your entire turn to move, like, one archer that was defending a base outside of the base on accident, <laughs> so that you have to use the next turn to move them back. Yeah. It's so annoying. That is annoying. But, yeah, I, I, it's, it's also kind of funny that you can be uh, Genghis Khan and 
fighting Abraham Lincoln, also <laughs> at the same time fighting Alexander the Great. Yeah. At the same time fighting Napoleon. Did you play as Genghis Khan? Who who was the leader you picked? Um, Napoleon. Napoleon. Yeah. Cool. Yep, he has half-priced roads, and roads yeah. are very useful to me right now. When you're conquering stuff like crazy, I find that building a road in between it is just like really, yeah. really good idea. Because um, you just, especially if you have one base that is very well like developed, and you can build lot, tons of like veteran warriors. Yeah. This this podcast is getting really boring again. <laughs> All right. All right. Talking about gaming. What's something ex- exciting? Nerding out. <laughs> naughty. You're watching nerds. What uh? What's something exciting? Uh, we're staying with Taylor Atkins tonight. I'm excited about that. Taylor, Trace Atkins. Uh. Just kidding. That's a country artist. Oh, okay. Probably uh, not him. <laughs> who? So uh, there's this nonprofit. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. Rifo. Uh, they connect uh, touring musicians with families who ha- have guest bedrooms and want to host them. Does he live in San Antonio or does he live way outside? He lives in San Antonio. Very good. So, um, I hope he lives in the Alamo. Yeah. He's the he's like one of the people who actually works for the charity. And when I was first connected with them, he's the one I spoke on the phone with. And he asked where I'm going through. And I listed all the cities. He's like, oh, I'm in San Antonio. You can stay with me. And I was like, cool, I'd love to. And... You know, we've sort of been in touch through the tour, and I'm excited to meet him. There's actually another band staying with them that night. Sorry, I didn't okay this with you. He's, he asked if that would be okay, and he said that Thanks. we would get the rooms and they'd stay in the living room. Cool. And I said, yeah, sure. What, what band is it? I don't know. I hope it's someone cool. I hope it's Taylor Swift. But, yeah, like she needs to stay with Rifa. Or Rifo. Rifo. <laughs> 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 All, breaking news, Taylor Swift is broke. That'd be funny. Not funny. I wouldn't. I wouldn't wish that. Yeah. But I was thinking. <coughs> this is an interesting thought. The other day, I was thinking, um, what if you had so much money that, like, as much money as Taylor Swift, and you decided, because you're raking in so much cash all the time, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna give everything I have away yes. right now and start at nothing. <laughs> How fun would that be? Like when you made it to the top, just going back to zero, to nothing. Yeah. Because you would, you'd never have to take out loans. Like that is where deep poverty gets, you know, go comes into play. Is when someone is very, very far into debt. Yeah. Your Taylor Swift is never gonna have to go into debt. Yeah. You know, to to live. Yeah. So like, why not just give everything away? You know. Yeah, Imagine with the like. What did this, what did someone say that she was worth like? It's something insane. like eight hundred million or like a billion or something like that. Yeah, I don't think it was quite a billion, but it was almost there. But like, what? Think about if you picked one organization and gave them like six hundred million dollars. Yeah. You know they'd think, never have to find like you know. Yeah. They'd, they'd be set for a, such a long time. Yeah, I think she just gave a million dollars to um, New York Public Schools. Yeah, it's cool. But what if she would have given six hundred million dollars away, or like a million to every school system in the country, yeah. and like depleted all of her money? Yeah. Imagine That'd if be- that would happen. Like that would be history book stuff, you know? That would be that would be sending American schools in on to, into the next level. I wonder if I mean, they were if all the schools were given that much money, if they would be able to budget and. Um, 
redesign the school system in a way that made it just endlessly better and like, you know, like the Swiss schools or something, or if it would be one of those things that through what we, how our system already works and through our human nature, if it would be like poorly, um, managed, managed. Yeah. Well, like what if she did this? What if she gave a million dollars to every school system in the country just to put towards free lunches so oh, that wouldn't great. that wouldn't have to be like you know free lunches and breakfast for all the kids like that would last years and years and years yeah supposedly that would be insane you know yeah that would be mind blowing but even like or like gave a million dollars to every major city uh or like $10 million to every major city uh, homeless shelter. Yeah. Like, that would be insanity. People would flip. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I was thinking about that the other day. T-Swift. Because, like, you know, what? she's going to make back millions. Yeah. Anyway, I, I guess if Sad. she wants kids, she wants... But then again, like, wouldn't you want your kids to do something for themselves? I don't know. I, 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 if I found, if I were a teenager and found out my dad was like a 800 millionaire, mm -hmm. then, or a millionaire 800 times over, yeah. I would be like, ah, oh, dang, why are we middle class? <laughs> but I, there's no way she'd ever be middle class. Um, I, we just, you and I both just heard an interesting quote from uh, Bill Cosby. I know has now a negative connotation every time you bring up his name, but this is still an interesting quote. Yeah, he said it is. a while back um, how he was raised in poverty and now he's raising rich kids and he doesn't know how to raise them. <laughs> he doesn't know how to instill the um, value of money into children who are entitled. I feel like I've got the answer. Don't raise rich kids. <laughs> you mean choose not to be rich? Give your money away? No, I mean don't raise rich kids. Don't let your kids be rich. Oh. <laughs> like, you can be rich because you're an adult. I feel like... But don't let your kids be rich. <laughs> I feel like if you choose to have a rich style, even... Lifestyle, even if you don't... Like, even if you have your kids work for stuff... For me, at least, I think that I would have the mindset of... Even if I had to work for things, it still sort of has the set of... But it works out in the end. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. you know, my parents look yeah. out. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I have to work hard now because I'm a kid, but someday. Here's what I think. I still, like, I've never known to the dollar how much money my parents have had, ever. Yeah. So, like, and I've never asked. I was, I was like, weird thing to ask. So, like, I wonder, one, I never want to live in a massive house. I never want to live in a huge, huge, huge house. So that's like, I don't have to worry about that kind of entitlement coming from there. Like, I guess the castle effect. Yeah. Where my children think they're princes and princesses because they're living in a huge house. Yeah. But also, like, this is all given also if I, I ever want, somehow became incredibly wealthy. Yeah. Also... Uh, and kids, I hope you're listening to this. Go ahead. Keep quiet, little brats. Uh, that was to my kids. Not to um, me. Not to you. Um... I, I, the kind of things that I would spend money on, 
constantly wouldn't be like house things or clothes things or like mm-hmm. car things. My things would be experiences like travel and maybe not vacations, but um, I would definitely want my kids to experience uh, the world and people in it before yeah. they're adults. Yeah. And not like a vacation way either. Like a, here are friends that we have that live overseas. Let's hang out with them. Yeah. And also, all that to say, we don't have kids, so we have no idea. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I know. also, I think the, our mindset is different than people of our parents' age yeah. with money. Like, it, yeah. I, I feel like people that were born in, ni- in 1960, when they come across a ton of money, they want to buy a big, massive house if they've got, if they could. Like, why not? Because they they have this idea of I want to settle down, buy a house, have my own piece of land, like, raise, have an easy place to raise my kids, safe place. And I feel like our generation's mindset is I want to experience the world and not be stagnant. Yeah. I just mean that to say um, we're not knocking anyone who has kids and has chosen to. We are knocking everyone that has kids. We are not. You guys are all wrong. <laughs> Raising kids is the hardest thing, and we haven't yeah, done it. Yeah, of course yet. it is. Of course, raising kids is the hardest thing. Kids, kids, da 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 da. Kids today. No. Kids, da 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 da. Kids today. No. I don't even know the words. Can I answer some questions? Yes, I would. I didn't tweet, did you? No, but we have some reciprocal. We still have big questions. Aha! We do have some big questions. All right. Let me see. How's the uh, how's the tour stash? Um, tour stash update. It's pretty good. It's feeling. This is a weird. This is a weird way to put it, but it's feeling kind of greasy. So like, I know that's kind of gross, but like, it's feeling kind of like I want to wash my face more often, which is yeah. nice. But it it feels like there's something caked onto my face. I, I'm at that point where it's got some substance to it and I'm talking about, about my whole beard at this moment yeah I, it's like I can move my mouth and the hairs will stay where they are yeah and yeah it's I don't like it that much Interesting. but it's days are numbered yo we got a question from Brad Covert your eyes nose and ears because we're podcasting what up Brad what, what up Brad up? thanks for all you do for us um he's a, a Patreon patron and he asks how often do you guys do gigs between touring Hashtag Tourcast. Uh, so far since I've been in Nashville, not often. Mm-hmm. I've been taking a lot of time to work and write, and um, so not a ton. I, I plan on, when we get back from touring, to play as much as I possibly can, both my folk music and my band music, and that's that. What about you? Um, when I'm not touring, I think I play a show like... A show or a handful of shows every two months or so. I open for a band called Copper Lily occasionally. You should check them out. Uh, Tim and Stephanie Skipper, very talented. They do duets. They're um, they're more twangy than we are. Uh, Rusty uh, says no. They're more like uh, uh, twangy implies country more than we are. Yeah, I would I would say that they are more country. They're not country, but they're... Disagree. But... (laughs) Um... 
I, I don't know what the word is. How would you describe them? Uh, better musicians. <laughs> well, definitely, absolutely, without a doubt, they're better musicians. They are. Is there a word that means better at playing instruments than yes. us? And better at singing. And just if that, better. If that's generally. what twangy means, then yes, they're so twangy. Yeah, okay, they're better. That goes without saying. I, I mean, more their, their style, though, is not... Because we also do duets, but we're not quite... Anyway, check them out. They're great. Copper Lily. One word. Hey, it's National Girlfriend Day. Hey. You haven't wished me National Girlfriend Day yet. Uh, Happy National Girlfriend Day. Um, but I Ooh, would, he's a good oh, question. Okay. Sorry. What? I, I could not answer that question, too. <laughs> huh? I, I was answering that question. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I opened for them, and they do, like, uh, short runs every now and then, and they ask me to come, and I'm like, yeah, dogs, of course I'm gonna come. I love you. I do. I love them so much. Yeah, I, I want too. them to like me so bad. Dang and I know great. they do, and I'm always nervous that my nervous vibe is, like, making them nervous, because I'm like, please like me. I You're like making you me nervous so right much. now. I know. They're great. Tim and okay. Steph are, are, I don't know. I've, I feel like I've told them this before, but I sort of see them as kind of involuntary mentors. Yeah, yeah, they're really, really, really special human beings. Um, Melanie and Ahern asks, "Yeah, what up, Melanie?" She asks, "How do you guys eat your PBJ, PB and J? Grape or strawberry jelly? Crunchy or creamy? Toasted bread with milk on the side? Hashtag Tourcast? All of those things. What do you say? Do you like PB and Js yet? I don't love them, but when I eat them, I like it with jam, not jelly, and crunchy peanut butter, not smooth. And yeah, uh, smooth peanut butter. No milk." Lots of milk, mm-hmm. and uh, when I eat PB and J, it's usually a snack. It's never like a meal because it's kind of is a, it's kind of a bunch of sweet stuff put on bread. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like warm bread with it, not toasted, not not necessarily like you know toast, but kind of almost to the point where it's a little bit texturized with the heat. Yeah. And uh, like I said, smooth smooth uh, peanut butter, and I'll do. Uh, I'll do strawberry. Strawberry is my favorite kind of jelly, and grape jelly is. I will also enjoy that. Grape jelly, interesting. Yeah. I like um, blackberry. I think is my favorite jam. Oh, see. it's my jam. Yeah, blackberry is good. The seeds get in my my teeth. That's what I like about it. Is that weird? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay, so OC asks, "What up, OC?" He asks, hashtag #Tourcast. When is your new album coming to iTunes? Great question. Uh, we're thinking about doing another pre-order on iTunes. Pre-release thing. Pre-release thing. So yeah. technically, the album is available right now on Bandcamp, and the plan was to make it available on iTunes the same day it was released on Bandcamp. But we went on tour, and we didn't get a chance to post a video. And pre-orders can be a big part of like paying back the debt for a record. And since we sort of busted that pre-order, we might take a second shot on iTunes, and when we put the video out, we'll say, hey, available for pre-order on iTunes, even though it's already available right now on Bandcamp. Yeah, a lot of people wanted to use iTunes, apparently, and we just snuck it on Bandcamp, but, uh, yeah, we think iTunes is coming up pretty soon when we get back, so we'll set that up. Yeah. We'll let you guys know. Uh, Andrea, 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 uh, she asks... First of all, what up, Andrea? Andrea, Andrea, what Andrea. She's asking, I'm so glad you guys like the hashtag TourCash theme song. Oh, that's you. Uh, honored to be featured on an episode. It was so fun to make. Dog, you're going to be featured on a lot of episodes to come. 
I hope you're prepared for that. What's your Twitter name? Give her a shout out. Uh, her Twitter name is at hi <laughs> hit here I'm Andrea. Uh, hi there I'm Andrea. Okay, she's from. <laughs> I thought it said hit here I'm Andrea. <laughs> she's from Miami. I've met her before. Sweet. She's great. How's Miami? Hope you're great. Unless that's a different Andrea, I'd have to see the picture. Uh, they also ask um, another question. This is a very good question. I love this question. Uh, Neaver Max, in favorite episode of Catfish. Max for sure. Max for show. Max tells it how it is. When Neve's really like, sometimes Neve will be very common. Like, but do you understand how you know that would make someone feel? And Max is like, no, 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 no. you're crazy. You're an insane person. Yeah. This is not okay. Stop laughing at you know what what's going on. You're an insane person. I love that. And I think my favorite episode is where Neve kind of turned into that and took that guy's phone and threw it in the water. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, that's the episode where the guy pretended to be a producer, and he, <laughs> and he like hired a bunch of like, uh, a bunch of like uh, limos and stuff to, and charge it to that girl's uh, card. Anyway, yeah, it was a great episode. Go ahead. Yeah, the place we're pulling into now kind of looks like a park that they would meet someone at in Catfish, right? Yeah. Um, but he, you know, it is. Oh! Hey! Uh, Thanks, uh, that's the timer. Um, I hate to I hate to pick favorites because they're such they're so good as a team. But I do love I like when you can catch in the background Max like just the amount he is over it when yeah. he's just like so mad when someone's telling a blatant lie. Whereas Neve keeps his composure a little more. So Max is funny in that way. But they make a great team, and I hate to choose one. And also, yes, definitely the cell phone episode. That was yeah. amazing. The, uh, that's the producer one, and it's a guy named... Uh, I wish I could remember his name. It was great. Maybe one more? Oh, I think that's it. What time is it? 5.16? Yeah, it's 5.16. This looks like a place that someone would live. We just rolled up. We're getting pretty good at starting podcasting and ending it right... Okay. First of all, I'm getting pretty bad at saying sentences correctly. Mm-hmm. Here's that sentence I was opposed to say. Mm-hmm. We're getting pretty good at starting a podcast and it ending right when we pull up to the house. Yeah, we are getting good at that. But, um, uh, anyway. Oh, yeah, there we go. We're okay. just gonna go ahead and, um, okay, we, I had to push pause to look at the Patreones. But now we got them Patreones up, and I want to give a very warm welcome to, I'm sorry, very warm thank you (laughs) and welcome to Zach Nibble on this podcast. Hey, Zach Nibble on this podcast. (laughs) Sorry, I'm texting Byron. Uh, Thank you so much, Matthew Moore. The more you know, the more you hear this podcast. Um, thank you so much for your contri- contribution. Everyone, seriously, you're great. Brooklyn99, Brook9, you the bomb. You got a cool name. I love saying your name. Nathan Hester, the jester. What was the other one we used to say for, for old Nate Hester? Hester up some grub. Oh, yeah. Nathan Hester up some grub because we're podcasting. And Brad Covert, yo ears, cows, we're podcasting. Your eyes, nose, ears, and any kind of hole that might be around your body that is not appropriate to say on the podcast. Because uh, we're podcasting. Thank you so much for all these people and uh, for all the other people that very generously uh, donate your 
hard-earned doll hairs to yeah, thanks guys. To for us to be able to say words it, at you and yeah. Stuff. If you're interested in being a sponsor, you can check out Patreon.com/tourcast. Check out our tippings and our rewards. As Mike and Zoya now say, tippy rewards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to start saying that because we've already stolen enough from them. Yeah. So I hope you guys have a very good afternoon and uh, evening or morning or middle of the night whenever you're listening to this. We're about to go in the show and rock some faces. Yeah, we are. <laughs>